0: This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find it now, wherever you access your favorite podcasts.
1: Recently, the ESCOM board appeared before a parliamentary committee. The board's chair insisted as much as possible was being done to investigate corruption at the power utility accounts were scathing of André Dureta and how the former CEO had chosen to gather evidence of criminality in the organization. Dureta, who's fled the country saying he's concerned about his safety, has written an account of his three years at ESCOM in a new book. In this special extended episode, we sit down with Dureta to talk through some of the many controversies sparked by the final few weeks of his tenure.
0: The winter of our discontent has arrived. The nation is crippled by unprecedented blackouts. Livelihoods and food security are under threat. Kusile, our newest power station, was meant to save us. But a fatal design flaw signed off by Eskom in a deal that allegedly benefited the governing party means only one of its boilers is currently working. Ministers are scrambling. There is no permanent CEO and its former boss left the country in a hurry soon after levelling explosive allegations at senior politicians on ENCA. The ANC has not held back in its criticism of you. Do you regret speaking out so forcefully against the party? In a certain way, I
2: feel like Uh, the little boy in the the fairy tale who points
0: out that the emperor has no clothes andre de was wary to do this interview he would not name the politicians he has previously accused but he would speak about the intelligence reports he oversaw and his book that chronicles his three years at escom where are you i prefer not to disclose my current location I asked that question because you left this country ostensibly because you feared for your life. Is that correct?
2: It's very difficult to separate intelligence from what is true. Uh, But I was made aware that I had reason to be careful. Uh, And rather than wait around to see if the intelligence had merit, I decided to be prudent.
0: Duretis says he wanted to make a contribution. He calls himself the man in the arena. But like his predecessors, he left ESCOM before he could succeed. I obviously would have liked to be seen as the knights on the white horse coming in
2: and fixing all the problems. But clearly, this is impossible. And what i tried to reflect in the book, is is exactly how complex the environment is within which ESCOM operates.
0: You must be feeling bruised.
2: Yes, one, one does uh, start to feel a bit bruised, and especially uh, after you know being accused essentially of high treason, being told not to play policeman, suffering uh, an attempted at poisoning.
0: Rator had hoped to end load shedding in 18 months and get Kusile working. Energy expert, Chris Yelland. Out of 10, where does Dureta score? Maybe five. I'm
3: not sure that he mobilized that organization. I'm not sure that he surrounded himself with the right kind of people. He certainly didn't end load shedding. That's the operational performance. He certainly hadn't yet solved the financial position of Eskom, still relying on massive government bailouts. And environmentally, Eskom is in deep, deep trouble. Could he have done better?
0: Probably not. <laughs> Busima Vuso is executive director of Business Leadership South Africa and a former Eskom board member.
4: I think if the measure is keeping the lights on at all times, then Andre failed. The board that I served on failed. The current board is failing. Both Minister Pravin Godan and Minister Gwere Mantashe and President Cyril Ramaphosa failed. So it's not one person's failure. Eskom's headquarters have all the hallmarks of a functioning
0: utility, a sprawling business park, manicured lawns, tight security. But this calm facade belies the dysfunction at its power stations. When you arrived, your first order of business was to go and see for yourself. What did you find at the power stations?
2: I was quite shocked, I have to admit. Uh, I found mm. the power stations, they're clearly being neglected. I found uh, processes uh, to manage coal quality, for example, to be uh, either absent or very poorly applied.
0: Tutuga. 25 kilometers from Standerton is an important link in the transmission system between Mpumalanga, the Western Cape, and KwaZulu-Natal. It was clear that Tutuka was a hotbed of
2: corruption. Water tanks were leaking, and ash was in abundance everywhere.
0: It was just a really uh, disillusioning experience. Hidden by ash at Tutuga was an entire excavator
2: This is one of those surreal
0: moments where you say, but this cannot possibly
2: be true. Uh, Who, in his right mind, will park a large, expensive piece of yellow plant in the middle of an ash dam and then proceed to
0: cover it with ash? The rater appointed a new power station manager there, Silo Mameja. He was viciously threatened. Uh, He was
2: uh, maligned, falsely accused, and it was clear that The pushback against any turnaround would be very significant.
0: Soon, this new manager at Tutuga would uncover a massive fuel oil syndicate. He followed a truck in the middle of the night. And in so
2: doing, he uncovered a a racket that, uh, after we implemented uh, much tighter controls, proved to reduce consumption of fuel oil at Tutuga by 100 million rand a month.
0: Dereyta estimates Eskom loses about a billion rand a month through corruption and theft. It was one commodity, one power station, and
2: it was 100 million rand a month. So you can imagine if you're multiplying that across 15, 16 power stations, and you look at the thousands of commodities that Eskom buys, you can imagine the, the size of the, the looting that goes on.
0: Corruption, sabotage, state capture. Every South African sitting in darkness knows there's a lot wrong with Eskom. But few of us realize just how basic some of the problems are. Without consistent and correct coal specifications, power stations fail and we end up in the dark. Burning rocks instead of coal? Yeah, that's fairly difficult to do. Boulders, uh, the size of your head,
2: that would go into mills, literally causing the mill
0: to explode. And this is corruption. At Kusile, he says it was a
2: constant problem. And it took an extraordinary amount of time and effort, first of all, to persuade people that coal quality is important, uh, which... See something? I think about (laughs) uh, the focus of the (laughs) organisation. Hold on, (laughs) they—they did not know. They thought that it was somebody else's problem. uh, That it was the power station general manager's problem. The power station general manager said, "Oh well, you know, I have no control over coal quality. That's the job of the primary energy division." And I kept walking around saying, "Chaps." Coal is your single most important process variable in running a power
0: station, and we are not controlling it. Being at the helm of Eskom isn't just about making sure there's coal in the power stations or keeping the lights on. You have to walk a delicate tightrope managing different stakeholders, pulling in all sorts of directions. I
3: mean, you've got the Minister of Public Enterprises. You have the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy. You have the Minister of Finance. You have the Minister of Forestry, Fisheries and the Environment.
0: You have the COGTA Minister. Add to that a new Minister of Electricity, and somewhere governance gets lost. Political analyst Tessa Dooms.
4: If you focus on the governance side rather than the smokes and the mirrors, we would have a lot more insight, information, and accountability.
0: Doom says Dureta should have challenged the politicians much sooner.
4: His job was to go to parliament, the place where he's accountable and the place where those very politicians are accountable and give the public the information that we need in order to solve this crisis. Because the one thing that I will say over and over again about the electricity crisis is that no one can solve the crisis until we lift the hood and of what's happening at ESCOM, and we actually see what's under the hood.
0: In the beginning, Duraita had the support of Public Enterprises Minister Pravin Gordon and President Ramaphosa. Ramaphosa encouraged Duraita to pursue renewable energy, but that put him on a collision course with Energy Minister Gwede Mandashe, who is a coal man through and through. I quote, for your Minister of Energy to be the cause of an energy crisis that has been going on for 15 years is beyond words. I agree, it is beyond words. Doreta was pursuing renewables an $8.5 billion for South Africa's Just Energy Transition. Mandashe wanted to build more coal-fired power stations. He has said renewable energy costs Eskom more money than the government lets on, which is why he doesn't think it's the best solution for Eskom. In a high-level meeting with him, De wrote a note to self. What did you write in your note?
2: I said, De is completely terrifying. And I said
0: it because,
2: or I wrote it to myself, uh, because listening to... Uh, what Minister Mantashe said. It was completely at odds with the trajectory of where
0: the global energy environment was going. Minister Mandasha has blamed ESCOM for withholding power. But as Yellen points out, it's Mandasha's job to ensure South Africa has enough power. It's in his performance agreement. Uh, Minister
3: Mantash is responsible for ESCOM's energy availability factor. The target set is written on black and white, and uh, it's quite clear who's responsible uh, for ensuring uh, that performance. And the same applies to new generation capacity. It's clearly uh, 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 Minister Mantash's responsibility.
0: A high energy availability factor, the amount of power ESCOM is generating at any given time is crucial to end load shedding. Right now, it's not even at 60%. Andre de says one of the pressures he faced was getting the energy availability factor up to 70%. And he couldn't look the president in the eye and tell him it was possible. He's right. It's not possible. Uh, The uh, chairman
3: of Eskom announced targets. The first target has already not been met. Uh, At the end of... um, Uh, March 2023, the energy valuability factor was 56% and not 60%. There is no way that it's going to be 65% by the end of the financial year ending uh, 31st of March 2024. And there's no way that 70% is going to be achieved.
0: And then De writes about the incalculable cost of embedded criminality at ESCOM. If a power station manager's children have to be delivered to school by armed guards. Uh, this is extraordinary. The fight against the crooks, he says, was like holding back a tsunami with his bare hands.
2: I was really feeling desperate uh, straits at that time in terms of getting very little support from the South African police services, from uh, intelligence services. It was quite clear that The SSA had some knowledge of a campaign of sabotage, but they they, they chose not to pursue it, uh, extensively because of COVID. Uh, And SAPs were, uh, in their own words, um, unaware of any of these activities taking place, or at least the National Police Commissioner was unaware.
0: With his back against the wall, Andre de Reta had to demonstrate what he believed was going on at Eskom, with evidence.
2: What was I supposed to do? Uh, Was I supposed to, again, go to the same entities that had repeatedly failed to support? Or was I put in a position where, in order to do my job, which was to protect the assets of Eskom, um, where I needed to gather intelligence that I could then submit for the police, and others to investigate properly, as is their lawful duty. And in fact, uh, Minister Kodong said, you, know, you, you need to have
0: some intelligence gathering capability. But then he turns to the worst possible source, a private investigation firm using former apartheid-era intelligence operatives. George Fiverr's Forensic and Risk was founded by the former National Police Commissioner. Forensic investigation is one of its services. This outfit, George Fivers? He uses former
2: national intelligence operatives. Um, I did not do a due diligence on all of them, Um, nor did I think it was necessary for me to do so uh, based on the reputation of uh, the the proprietor of the business, the, the, the person in charge, George Fivers.
0: But if he had, he would have discovered that Fivers appointed an apartheid era assassin to manage the private investigation. A revelation published by News 24 on the morning of Dereters' much anticipated appearance in Parliament last month. When you've got former apartheid intelligence operatives pointing fingers at the current political establishment, surely you could have anticipated that would be problematic. Yes, uh, people have um,
2: significant skeletons in their cupboards, uh, and and, and I don't profess to be an apologist for that at all. Uh, But to disregard uh, the findings because of the history, I think is also not appropriate and is not a smart move to do.
0: Members of Business Leadership South Africa paid 50 million rand for the investigation.
4: I certainly don't think that BLSA made an error of judgment. Actually, if we had to do this all over again as BLSA, we would.
0: But Mavusa concedes, in this case, they could have been more thorough.
4: When I bring a service provider on board, I don't normally say to them, give me a list of all your employees in your organization so I can see if any of them are apartheid spies or whatever the cases. That is not done in the ordinary course of business. But for an operation like this, you know, maybe it should have been done, you know, because of the sensitivity of the operation. So I absolutely agree. We could have done a better job in checking and vetting who's actually behind George Fiverr's forensic and risk.
0: Carte Blanche has seen the intelligence files and was underwhelmed by the evidence presented. André, it's fair to ask you, what did you do? We have, as carte blanche, spoken to some of the operatives you were working with. We have looked at their files and their documents. Some of the information contained there is outlandish. This is not stuff you could put in a docket and hope to prosecute a case.
2: Yeah, I think if you, if you look at the difference between intelligence and evidence, when I read through some of the reports, uh, clearly there's a, there's a amount of exaggeration in there.
0: Fiverr's told Carte Blanche that after the News24 articles, they're considering their available options to protect the reputational damage to their company would therefore not be granting media interviews at this stage. So here we are, we still don't know the names. You wouldn't say that to Scopa. Do you see the difficulty that South Africans must contend with? We're sitting in the dark, corruption and criminality is being blamed, but it's nameless, faceless, shadowy figures, and there's no case to prove. I don't think there's no case to
2: prove. I think what is important is that the cases has investigated
0: properly. Will this investigation be the ultimate stain on his legacy? It has seriously
3: impacted his reputation and credibility. No question about it in my mind.
0: By September last year, Doreta writes, he could feel the political support eroding beneath his feet. Soon after, he threw in the towel. If you were to rate yourself out of 10, what score would you give yourself?
2: I think um, between a 6 and a 7, probably. I did not solve load shedding. Uh, I think solving load shedding is going to be a a long-term exercise. Uh, I did not address all of the corruption. And unqualified success, absolutely not.
0: Miserable failure, I think that's been too harsh. De allegations are still reverberating as the grid teeters close to collapse. My question would be, if I had done nothing, would
2: the criminal justice system have been galvanized into action? I am skeptical.
1: While members of parliament and the ESCOM board battle it out, it's the citizens of South Africa who are left to suffer through hours of load shedding. What are your thoughts on Durator's comments? Let us know online using hashtag carte That's another episode of Cart Blanche, the podcast done and dusted.
4: Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag Carte Blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We we'll love hearing from you.